ever get the uneasy feeling that you've been fed a lie? Not just any lie, but one that you have believed your entire life and which has guided many of your decisions. Most of the time, we shake off this feeling and go about our lives. But what if that feeling was the key to unlocking everything? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and on each episode of The Big Lie, we'll reveal a new lie that once uncovered has the power to transform your relationships, career, and life. Let's do this. Have you ever asked a friend or colleague about developing a skill like charisma or executive presence? and they told you it was a waste of time? Have you ever not asked for such help because you were afraid of how it would be received or perceived? Would you enjoy having access to a community of professionals who value developing interpersonal skills and want to support others who do too? Hi, I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and I just launched such a community on Slack called Unlock You. If you believe unlocking interpersonal skills is a crucial part of elevating your career, I would love for you to join us. Enrollment is currently open and free. You can go to www.connectioncounselor.com and click on the link to join us. See you soon. Welcome, everyone, to The Big Lie. Really excited to have a special guest here with us today, Janine Grillo, to talk about Age Matters. Janine is a senior associate at KPMG, where her focus is on innovation and enterprise solutions. When she's not reading about the latest in disruptive technologies, she's jamming out to Taylor Swift or working out, sometimes both at the same time. I knew you liked um, Taylor Swift, but uh, I didn't know this next part. Janine is also an avid figure skating fan who skates about three times a week and follows the sport closely. Welcome, Janine. So excited. This is a great topic. So we had initially met through some of the work that we both do uh, with James Schneider and Kate Steele on the mentoring, Mm -hmm. uh, college mentoring program at KPMG. Um, You're quite involved uh, with St. Thomas Aquinas. I believe you're an alumnus there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I graduated St. Thomas Aquinas in 2016 in finance and marketing. Um, And I was super involved in the KPMG University Mentoring Program, which is just a really unique offering in the Montbell office where professionals actually go to different universities locally and they help students, they mentor them, um, they give them a business advice, they help with homework, they, they basically help them navigate the next steps of their career. For some kids, that's at KPMG. Um, for some kids, that's at other firms. But it's a way for them to kind of network and, you know, gain some career advice from somebody who's out there and in the field right now. So I actually graduated from that program. Um, I was mentored by someone at KPMG. And then it led to a career. And um, I'm still in touch with my mentor, and now I'm a mentor as well. So 
So it came all full circle. <laughs> full circle indeed. Great, great. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get to know you a little bit better. Um, I have some uh, various questions that I like to ask my guests. Today, I'll ask you, what is your superpower? Sure. So I feel like this is a relevant question. Um, I recently took a type of almost like personality or like key trait type test um, that was actually through work. And one that popped out, I was kind of surprised was hardworking, um, which I don't think is something we always put on ourselves. You know, we're not always likely to say I'm the hardest worker out there. Um, but, you know, when I really do think about it, and I think about the time and the effort that I put into things, and I really get involved in things when I find a passion for something, whether that be in my career, like when I found innovation, um, I loved it. I loved learning about all these new disruptive topics, um, or whether it be a hobby, like, you know, we brought up Taylor Swift, super big Taylor Swift fan. I love all her songs, and I wanted to really understand not only her history of how she got into music, but experience all of her music um, from when she was in country to now. And um, so I do get very involved in what I what I like to do. I want to find out about it. Um, it's led me to some interesting hobbies. Um, but but I think that's a pretty relevant one. Some other ones that kind of popped up were focus and fairness, um, which I thought were interesting as well. Things that maybe I kind of knew about myself. I am pretty focused on what I like um, and I kind of stick to it, which, which is a good thing to have in uh, the workplace and, and in life in general. Um, but fairness was nice too, because it's kind of good to see that I think about other people, but not only other people, but what I'm getting out of things. So finding that balance in life between personal satisfaction, but also helping others was good too. Yeah, well, that's really interesting. Um, something you were saying about um, the hardworking part, and I wonder uh, if there's some sort of relationship or correlation between the fact that you are very passionate and get really kind of engaged in things and mm -hmm. the fact that you are also hardworking. Like, I wonder if there's some relationship there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that I think it goes hand in hand. And that that took time to develop. Um, you know, when I was younger, I would kind of bounce around to different things and had a lot of interests in a lot of areas. And then as I got older, I found the value in um, really working hard at certain things. And through a lot of the mentoring that I've gotten, even at KPMG, or through, um, you know, past bosses and, and people that have just kind of guided me in my career, they've been like, the best thing you could really do is focus your time and effort, find that one thing and do it really, really well, while also exploring your other options. But it just kind of develops a sense of reliability. Um, people go to you for things. And I noticed when I shifted to that, that focused, hardworking, putting the time in and the effort mindset, th there's just so many rewards. You get things done faster. Um, you feel more at peace with your work. You feel confident in your work. You can speak to it. And um, it, it's just, it just builds better character. You know, people go to you. You're reliable. Um, you become, you, you build your brand, basically. So I feel like hard work is just kind of the key to everything, um, kind of that core thing that you kind of need to move forward, especially early on in your career, really putting in the time. Wow, and, and that's great when you recognize something like that, Janine, and then you start mm -hmm. to see the connection between that, you know, way of being and, and positive results. So I think that is just uh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So let's proceed to our launching point where we reveal our big lie. Today we have a, a quote which uh, you selected, which I love. So I'll, I'll go ahead and read the quote. There are no limits to what you can achieve. 
dream big, aim high, and never give up. I'll read it one more time. There are no limits to what you can achieve. Dream big, aim high, and never give up by Caitlin Osman, Canadian figure skater. So talk to us a little bit about uh, this quote, uh, what it means to you, and how it relates to the big lie we're going to talk about today. Sure. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a pretty weighty quote. Um, it, there's a lot in there. And you could easily brush over it and go, yeah, that's what everybody says. Um, or you can really kind of think about it and, and say, how, do I, how can I apply this in my life, um, especially early on in uh, your career if you're just starting out? Um, so I like to think kind of back to when I was in college. I went to a very small school. Um, and opportunities are hard to come by. I knew I was a very good student and I wanted to make an impact in a bigger company or a bigger firm. Um, but it can be tough. It can be really, really difficult. And you get kind of discouraged at times because you're like, how do I make these connections? How do I, and even just being 15 miles out of Manhattan, it was still difficult to just get your foot in the door. So how do you actually get there? Um, and it, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of perseverance, but you really kind of had to believe it. Um, I remember saying from day one that this was what I wanted. What I wanted was to be in a big firm um, doing something that I loved and I was passionate about. Um, and it took, you know, inter interning every single summer, interning at smaller places, but still having that like end goal in mind of what I wanted to do. And I find so many students get so stuck in, um, in that, that piece of it that how do I actually do it? How do I actually go out Am I almost too young to make an impact? Should I start small? And maybe they hold themselves back a little bit. Um, I've told so many students so many times, you can network. <laughs> I know you're young. I know you're only in college. and It's not just like an adult thing. You can actually go and network and connect with people either on LinkedIn. Um, there are recruiters out there. There are people that want you to connect with them. Talk to everybody that you know. And so many students just kind of feel like, you know, why, why would I do that? I'm, I'm a receiver. I'm so used to receiving things. I'm used to receiving grades, assignments. How do I actually now go out and give and have something to give? Um, so that, that's kind of something I've noticed throughout my career, but even for myself, and achieving what I wanted, whether it was taking the next step from being a financial analyst and moving into a core innovation team that was a little bit more client focused um, and being the youngest on the team and the least experienced and trying to gather all this information very quickly so that I can make an impact or it was finding passion and new hobbies and actually moving forward with some of them, even if it was kind of scary. Um, so I never really limited myself, and I really kind of take that quote to heart and um, try to apply it in my life, and I've only seen good things come out of it. You know, it's interesting when you talked about um, the students that, that, that you mentor and are in touch with and, mm -hmm. and how sometimes maybe they can feel a little awkward or uncomfortable, especially maybe talking to more senior kind of professionals. And, and I actually got a question from um, the son of... Uh, a former podcast guest, right? So mm -hmm. my podcast guest is a seasoned professional. It's her son who's in college. And I was emailing with him. Uh, and I asked him, like, what's kind of the biggest challenge you've been facing these days? And his answer was, he doesn't feel really comfortable, like he wants to network, right? But when he mm -hmm. wants to network with people like us who are already working or in the flow, he doesn't quite know what to do. Whereas I guess at his level with college and the professors and every students, he's fine, right? So I feel like mm -hmm. there is definitely that kind of um, 
difficulty or, or trouble sort of seeing or imagining what you're talking about. And I just mm-hmm. wonder what can people sort of do to sort of go beyond that, right? Because that's a pretty common default position, I would say, that, that we're describing. The lie is, is, is the default, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I have some good advice. If you're in college and you're kind of feeling like that, because one thing that I was told when I got started, even when I was interning, they're like, you just seem to have a lot of confidence. You, you're not, you don't have that fear to talk to people. And I was like, I think it's just the way I view people when I walk into a room, no matter who I'm talking to, whether that be a C-suite executive or somebody who's a manager or at, even at my level, um, I see them as almost an equal. Um, I know it sounds a little crazy. We're kind of taught this hierarchy. But to me, I'm like, you know what? These people are, are just like me. They have families. They have homes. They have, they have lives. They have hobbies, too. What can we find common ground on? And I actually think that's how I got into my career was the way that I just spoke to people and connected with them. I think a lot of students they see a barrier. They're like, there's some kind of wall here where they're on the other side, I'm on this side. And yet your professors, you feel comfortable with. The professors kind of come to you a little bit. You know, they're, they try to relate to you. They try to, whereas professionals, that's not what we do every day. And sometimes we can lose touch with how students feel, um, especially if we're not mentoring or working on them with them one-on-one. Um, so my biggest piece of advice is shift your mindset a little bit to thinking about this person as a person. Maybe they're an executive, but at the end of the day, talk about interests, talk about hobbies, talk about your passions, what you love, because chances are that's where you're going to find your common ground. It's not always going to be on the work. Um, They may see things very high level. You might be in the weeds of things. You might connect on work, but also make it a point to ask, you know, how was your weekend or when you were my age, what were you doing? Did you have any hobbies or interests? Um, or what is a passion outside of work that you do? And nine out of 10, you're going to find some common ground. It's exactly what I did. And I always find that it always yields good things. And then you develop a relationship. They don't see you as so much a student and you don't see them so much as an executive person who is a little bit intimidating to talk to. Um, and some people are better at talking to students than others. Some students are better at talking to uh, people in the workforce and others, but I think everybody can kind of find common ground in um, what their likes are and what their passions are. So no matter what it is, maybe it's a good book somebody read, maybe it's a sport that somebody plays, a TV show that somebody watches. Um, there, there's always a way to make a more more friendship connection than a necessarily a professional structured relationship. You know, there's something very powerful in what you're saying here in terms of the perspective shift, right? Like your perspective of how you're perceiving the person and the relationship. And it kind of reminds me of something that uh, that my wife uh, always used to do with our son um, as he was younger. And it was, it was really interesting because uh, she's an educator and, and definitely knows more about raising kids than I do. Um, mm-hmm. But she never talked to our son, even when he was quite young and just learning words um, as if he was a baby, you know, she always just kind of talked to him, like, as not that they were equals, but like using adult language. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that had an impact on sort of his social and his verbal development, because there were certain expectations, like, we're not going to talk to you like a baby, we're going to talk to you like an adult. Now you have to talk to us like you're an adult too. And I think the same thing happens the opposite way. So your example, which I love, 
which is you're, you're the junior person, right? And, mm-hmm. and you're talking to the super, per, super senior person. If you come to them like a baby and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, can you please help me? I don't know. I'm so weak and dumb. Well, they're going to treat you like that versus if you talk to them how you're advising, like, hey, in many ways, we're, we're, we're equal, right? We all want to work. We all have families. We all want to do a good job. Then they will respond to you in that way and not like some you know, minion or lower level person. So I really like that advice you gave. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. And um, I can kind of relate to that a little bit too, because I was an only child. So I was around adults my whole life. (laughs) So maybe it's a little (laughs) bit of that rubbing off too. Um, But definitely, I mean, even when you get into the workforce, um, I see really great things come out of reverse mentoring programs. If anybody who's young out there has the opportunity to do one where you can kind of kind of flip the script with mentoring and kind of give advice to someone who's more senior, that's like the best way to start getting involved because not only are you giving guidance on how to do that, it, you're with a person who's receptive to your comments and wants to participate and can also probably guide you through things. So that's another way to get involved too. If you're in the workforce and you're trying to figure it out, and navigate it, um, try to get involved in any kind of programs like that where you're in direct contact with um, someone who's more of a leader. Absolutely. Now, when we were first kind of coming up with this, uh, with the big lie that you wanted to share, I got the sense that um, there was some personal aspects to it too. So can you share with us, you know, where have you found this lie in your life where you know either you believed it or you didn't believe it but other people were trying to make you believe it and and treating you like you'd be silly for not believing it yeah i um it's kind of funny i when i grew up i loved two things i enjoyed school i liked a more structured life the classroom getting good grades all of that but I was also really heavily involved in dance, in the arts, in musical theater, singing, acting. That was all in my wheelhouse. Loved it. Did it from when I was really, really young. Never necessarily thought about pursuing it. You know, professionally, I, I like something about my job and coming to work every day and, and just having that consistency. But never lost the passion for the other half of that. Um, which was more of the creative side. And I've been lucky in my career that I'm in an innovative culture um, where we just value new ideas. We value people who can kind of think out of the box and come up with a new thing, whether that be in automation standards, whether that be in just creating new reporting. Um, You know, we're trying to build from the ground up sometimes. So it's great that I've been able to do that. But when I I started to hit college age, the ability to go to dance classes, the ability to really participate in theater and all of that started to kind of fall away because you start to intern, you have no time. (laughs) And then there's this other half of you that's like, I'm kind of investing a lot of time and effort into something I'm not pursuing. Shouldn't I be, you know, reading, reading the next big tech book on something and be prepared for all my meetings and all of that. So I I shifted gears a lot in college and I still remain involved in the creative stuff. Um, I did the box office for the theater. So I I utilized finance skills instead of, you know, being on the stage. Um, But it kind of felt like the older I got um, and a few years now into the workforce, I was like, I would love to kind of go back into something. Um, I understand not pursuing it, but just to dance, just to do something. And and theater is very time consuming. So I knew that might not be the best option. Um, But I was looking for something out there. And 
if you're a dancer and anybody that maybe was a dancer knows you hit like 18 years old and it's either you're teaching um and if you're in class you're probably with people that are younger than you <laughs> or you're doing it actually going out and pursuing it so i did, i fell into kind of the i'm really old and i'm here um category <laughs> and i felt like i i'm the oldest in the class there's kind of people looking around like is she just going to teach i'm definitely like the most experienced and although teachers are extremely receptive they were like we want to train you you're good like you you have your talent there it kind of felt like now to go and just continue to just be in class with people that get younger and younger every year um, seems a little weird. So I stopped for a while and then I kind of hit like last year and I was like, I want to go back to doing something. I, I don't know what it is. Uh -huh. I, I don't think it's going to be dance. There's not a whole lot out there for um, older dancers. I mean, I'm in my twenties, but it's true. Um, older dancers. So um, I, I started exploring something and then it, the Winter Olympics hit. For some reason, I love it. Whenever the Olympics on, I watch it. It's great. But something about like the ice skating really just caught my attention. And I had, you know, recreationally ice skated as a kid, had fun. Everybody'd be like, oh, you're kind of good at it. And I'd be like, well, makes sense with the dance connection. Maybe there's something there. Um, but I never pursued it. There wasn't a rink by me or anything like that. Um, but I was like, what if I just did that? Is that even a thing? Can I do that at 25 years old? Just sign up for lessons or do something like that? So after the Olympics and I watched the two Russian girls battle it out for the gold medal and I was so invested. I stayed up late. I was tired the next day. Normally people do that when it's like the Super Bowl and I, I did that for figure skating. Um, but I, 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 was, I was so invested and I was like, I think I want to look up lessons. I totally want to do this. And I didn't do it for a while. I was kind of busy with work trying to figure out how, how am I going to fit this in? Um, and I was in finance at the time. So we were in the office every single day and nine out of 10, I was working on weekends. So that wasn't super fun and I didn't have the time. But as I kind of moved into my new role, which is a little bit more flexible and enabled me to work from home. I was like, well, this is it. I can do it now. I can sign up and figure it out. So I looked at some local rinks. Um, the sad part was I didn't find a whole lot of like adult classes. So I was like, I think I'm just going to go ahead and get a coach. Mm -hmm. um, took a look at a list of coaches and I was like, okay, I have two options here. Either they're very young and they're like 16 and they, they're going to put me on the ice and they're not going to know what a 20 year old is going through on the ice. Um, or they were a lot older than me. Um, and I was like, this is going to be kind of an awkward dynamic, but I was able to find a coach who was around my age and she's fabulous. Um, puts up with a lot of my, you know, I feel like the baby sometimes as we were talking about, <laughs> don't be the baby. I'm, you know, first few lessons, I was hundred percent the baby. Sometimes I'm still the baby. Um, but kind of learning how to like, how to learn figure skating. And that was, alarming at first because there are a lot of little kids i have been wiped out by a little <laughs> kid before <laughs> um totally and completely just you know went down um but it's it's going really well and i think it was one of the best things i could have done was to get back into something that was completely new it wasn't like you know coming out of my childhood coming back into something that i had done starting at a different level it was like starting from the ground up learning a new technique showing up on time to your lessons, um, making time to practice, which means leaving the office at a normal time and getting away 
and having the space to kind of breathe and, and say like, I just need to focus on this. Can't focus on the call that's tomorrow with whomever in the deck that needs to be presented. So um, it, it was a really, really good experience and it's getting a lot of um, that pent up energy that I think you get when you're kind of young, but you're so career focused and, and you're not really sure what, what else to do with that. Um, just putting it into a sport has been honestly really, really great. And even though you are sometimes the youngest on the ice, um, don't let it stop you because I'm slowly starting to learn skills. And unfortunately, COVID kind of completely messed that up. Um, but now I found out rinks are open again, so I can, you know, maybe get some practice time in here and there and get back into it. But um, the best thing I found out was there are people that are older than me who are learning. Well, there you there's go. A whole, there's a whole community of adult skaters, of adult dancers, of adult, like you don't even really realize it um, until you start to look out there. And that's one of the beauties of the internet um, is people sharing their journeys on these things. But um, it's been really, really great. And I'm so glad I did it. I don't regret it. I'm excited to get back. So e even if I'm the oldest on the ice again, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> so I, I, I think that's amazing. Um, just the fact that you're you're doing it right like like without looking at any particular like okay i want to accomplish this or go to this or compete in this right mm -hmm. just the fact that you were able to get beyond that lie or that limitation and and do it to me is just amazing now i wonder for you um probably this is a process that's still unfolding but what have you noticed are some of the benefits and the things that kind of like inspire you to keep going right like beyond just like the picking up of the skills of, of of the skating yeah I mean I think I think you need three things the first one just being kind of a passion in it um if you like put me in basketball I'd be like <laughs> I don't want to do this <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to get on the court um but if you put me in something where there's a musicality element um, to it, which I, I really like, and that's kind of my background. Um, there's there's an element of dance to it. And my um, I think my coach was more into ice dancing, so we have kind of that connection there. Nice. Um, so so that that passion needs to be there. I would say follow other other adults who are kind of doing the same thing. Um, they can really motivate you. I see people who are older than me on the ice. I see coaches have been, who have been teaching for years um, and they're so willing to help and give advice here and there. And I'm like, oh, that's totally going to be me. That's totally going to be me when I'm older, you know, just skating around, giving advice to the kids. <laughs> um, and uh, and just, just finding, finding people who are like you, who have a similar passion. Um, that definitely keeps me going. And then just in general, it, it really kind of ignited for me. I mean, I was working out you know, regularly, but I was so bored with it. I was like, there's only so many Pilates you can do. I wasn't into the studio setting. Um, for me, it just wasn't it. But this has kind of reignited like, okay, like you're working out and you're working out towards something because you know you're going to be better when you get on the ice if you're stronger um, and you can jump higher. And even though I'm not even there yet, you know, just just having having that energy to do it really motivates you to eat healthier um, and just think about, think about how you're treating your body daily. Um, I'll stand up more during the day as opposed to just sitting or going on the couch right after work. I'll go and work out, do something like that. So, so those th three things really 
to kind of keep in mind is just stay motivated, follow people who are like you, and then find the benefits to it that just kind of improve your daily life. Yeah, what I feel is really interesting about your experience that you're sharing with us is it sounds like to me, like you didn't even realize all the benefits until you started doing it. And then you started seeing all these other benefits, right? It's like, you know, you were like, oh, I think I might like it. But then you started doing it. And then you notice other people doing stuff or, you know, you pick up this or that in terms of your health, you know, with work. And it's just really an interesting principle to me that it's like, it's kind of presumptuous to think that we know all the benefits and pros and cons of doing something. Like if we're really passionate about doing something, like we should kind of go do it. Benefits are there. Like we can't anticipate what they will all be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to jump into it. And I'm not going to lie. When I first started this, I told people, and if you've ever seen um, a Christmas story with like Ralphie and the BB gun, and they're like, you're going to shoot your eye out, kid. That was, oh, no, you that got was that? exactly yeah, that I got, you're going to crack your skull open. Are you crazy? Uh-huh. What, why, why would you go and skate? Like, that's a dangerous thing to do. <laughs> it's like, but there's some fun in that. And the first few times you go, you're kind of like, am I supposed to be doing like, aren't I supposed to be like an adult? Like, shouldn't I be like doing laundry somewhere or like paying my bills or, you know, doing work. And it's such a, such a poor representation of, of being kind of in your twenties because you kind of feel like weird. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? But this is kind of what you're supposed to be doing is finding your passions and finding something new. It doesn't have to be work related. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, running back to school right away, which I know so many people um, did at, right, right after undergrad, they just kind of ran back into it. Um, or, or just kind of sitting around waiting for something to happen, which I feel like a lot of people my age um, are doing right now, like, well, I guess eventually this is what's going to be it. And I was like, I need to find something to fill the white space for now. Um, and something that I could stick with and maybe have for like a long term passion. And it's true, you kind of start it and you have like, preconceived notions of what this is going to be everything Mm. from the technique of skating I tried to connect it so hard to dance and it's nothing like it I've had to (laughs) unlearn that I've had to it it's so different so I've had to everything from the actual technical elements to how it's going to feel to go practice to working it into your life um it's different but you if you really want to stick with it you do kind of make it work so so that's been the good part of it is just figuring out how to navigate it into my life, but also how to make it actually work on the ice and rethink the techniques that I thought that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you something. Um, when you told them, you said a lot of people were, let's just say, uh, less than supportive or enthusiastic. <laughs> so let me ask you, why do you think that that is the more common reaction? Because I think that's what happens, right? Like when we do something and it just seems like something that someone our age wouldn't normally do, whether we're too young or too old, you get a lot of, you don't get a lot of support from people. And I'm just curious, like, what is your perspective on, you know, why that is more common than someone saying, yeah, you can definitely do it? Mm-hmm. Cause I, and I'm, I'm that second person. I'm the person that's like, yes, go do it. Like I try to be as happy for people um, as I can. And I think a lot of it comes from personal happiness. I definitely know almost all the advice that I've gotten from maybe the generation before me is that take your time to really develop yourself. 
to find your personal passions and to figure out who you are. And I don't know if everybody had that opportunity to do it because I will tell you, nobody tells you to do it. You hit your 20s and you're a little bit like, I should be adulting, which was totally me. I should be doing the laundry and making sure everything is in place and, and that I'm ready to go to work and all of that, which is great. And it's important. You gotta, you've got to do that 100%. Um, but I think because nobody's really directly telling you, some people just miss out on it completely. And I've seen that a bunch of times where people have passions or maybe they had passions. I used to do this. When I was younger, I did that. Um, and it's almost like, well, is there any, like, why wouldn't you do it now? Could you pick it back up? Could you run with it? And I think when people kind of get put up against a wall, I've seen some of my friends, either maybe they fell on unemployment or they fell into something else where they had to go back to their passion when they were younger. I've seen people go, and pivot into acting because their first career didn't work out and acting worked out more for them. So I, I don't think there's a good excuse to, well, I used to, and when I was younger and it was great then, but then I had to do this when I was older. And I just find maybe a lot of people really want to relive their passions and maybe they don't know how they don't, they're not being told. And it's true. It's not a supportive thing. Um, nobody told me to go figure skate or find a hobby as an adult. But when I did it, people were kind of like, surprised. I got laughs. I got like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, please send videos. Can we are you going to stick to this? Are you going to keep doing this? Um, but, but I think a little bit just comes from we're not told to. It's kind of like you hit a certain age and then there's no more after school activities to play. You kind of have to figure that out on your own. Um, so instead of coming home and watching Netflix, which I think is like the more socially acceptable thing, um, I decided to put it into a sport. So maybe people feel some guilt in that. Maybe people feel like they could do it, but how do they do it? And that's why I like to be really encouraging whenever I hear somebody it's like, oh, I went out and did that. I'm like, awesome, cool. Do you need help? Do you want me to guide you through it? Do you want me to get you involved? Um, something like that. So, and it's something I tell all of my mentees as well. I'm like, don't, don't stop because you're out of college. Don't stop, you know, playing lacrosse because, well, you know, I, I had to get a job. <laughs> you know, keep it up. Keep up the extracurricular stuff because I find people that do, they're more interesting way more interesting than I was before I started skating and just working and going home and going to sleep and waking up and doing it again. Um, and they're just happier people. Gen genuinely, like people, I was talking to somebody who golfs. He's like, well, that's what I'm going to go do. I'm packing up the office, saying goodbye for the weekend. I'm going golfing. And you could just tell he was happy. He had a purpose. And that's kind of what I wanted too. I didn't want, well, I'm just going to sit online for the next few hours typing away at things because that's what I do. So, um, so maybe there's a little guilt behind it. Maybe they, some people just need a little bit of push, but I find that there is a fear and an element to maybe getting out of that comfort zone. Being an adult, you can get very comfortable keeping to a routine. Um, but there's some excitement in breaking that. I wanted to do that, you know, once I hit my mid-20s. I'm like, I'm bored. I'm ready to do something new. So I encourage anybody who feels like that first person who's kind of like, why would you do this? I don't know. Maybe think to yourself, like, is there something that I would want to do? Because maybe then I'd become that second person that's like, cool, awesome. Can't wait to hear more. What do you need help with? Go do it. Um, which, which I'm hoping more people, you know, kind of, kind of try to do in their lives.
So I think there's something very powerful there psychologically uh, in that when people can see themselves doing it or have done it themselves, they're able to give that support to other people. And, and, and when they can't, then why would they be able to see that or, or give that to others? And, you know, I've kind of experienced something um, not quite age related, but um, more in terms of uh, things I want to do professionally, right? So I've had people say, no, you can't do that because you're a lawyer or, you know, people expect you to be this way and, and you can't be that way. It's, it's not, you know, your kind of main thing. You've already spent so much time doing this. Why would you try to do something else? And, and the thing that I noticed is without fail, if I look at the people who give me that sort of feedback, they have never, and I don't anticipate they ever will do anything outside of their mm -hmm. perfectly comfortable normal box. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying they've never been out of the box, right? So how can they really encourage me to be out of the box when they've never been out of the box? Whereas other people I know who've, who've maybe started out one way and have shifted careers and, you know, have a lot more diverse experience. They're like, you got to do this. You can definitely do this. This is what you have to think about, blah, blah, blah. Let me connect you with someone. It's like totally different energy with these people. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yep, 100%. I completely agree with that. You can just kind of feed off of that energy right away. And you can usually tell who those people are. Um, and I do have to say there were like a handful of people that thought this was the most awesome thing. Um, and they're usually pretty positive, innovative people who kind of want to see things move forward, um, which which is great. And I, I highly, highly encourage people who are looking for mentors to find those people. It's interesting to me that even the people who um, maybe are not as supportive, um, oftentimes they are well-intentioned, right? Like, like they're not saying that to like put you down. They really believe yeah. that you're going to crack your head open and, and, and hurt yourself and they don't want that, that to happen to you, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it, it, just the whole dynamic is, is, is very interesting. So mm -hmm. can you share with us what, what I like to call the next step, right? So for our audience, what is a specific concrete step that people can do to take advantage of this new knowledge, uh, that, you know, now that we've revealed the big lie? Yeah, so I mean, I think everybody's at a different point um, in their lives. And I've only gotten up to a certain age. Um, so there's, there's probably so much I have left to learn 100%. But I think if you're, number one, if you're in college, um, don't be afraid to to take action towards your career. Um, I, I don't know what it is. And maybe I even felt it a little bit too. You know, what, what can I really do? Who can I talk to? But talk to everybody. Um, seek out mentors outside of your college. I promise there are people out there who are in the workforce who love to tutor, who love to mentor, especially kids in college. Um, and be that motivated, receptive student. Don't be afraid to kind of leave your comfort zone of your school. Um, in order to gain knowledge and new perspectives. I always say if there's an opportunity to do a competition um, that takes you to another campus, if there's an opportunity to maybe go abroad and go with a group of people to go to another country, do it. Take those things you think about, that little voice in the back of your head, like, I should do that. It might benefit me. Listen to it. Um, and then take Take next steps towards going towards it. Talk to people who have been through it. Don't necessarily run to fear. Um, kind of embrace it a little bit. Maybe there's a good reason why you're scared um, because it might introduce you to something new. And I know we're in a COVID time, so that's even harder to really 
leave that comfort zone because we're forced into it now. Um, we're forced to be home. But I, I've encouraged so many students to say, like, go out there for a virtual internship, even though you're never going to meet these people in real life, possibly, or you may get your career out of it. And I'm going to be um, at KPMG mentoring some of the summer interns, and I'm really excited about it to get their perspective on all of this and to see how they're navigating it. Because because um, I think your next step is just literally to get comfortable with virtual, to get comfortable with interacting with people, whether that be through Zoom or over the phone. Um, and don't be afraid to ask those questions about your career. Find commonalities and connect with people. Um, it's a little hard now, but it's definitely possible. And if you've kind of crossed that bridge into adulthood um, and you're in your 20s and you're kind of bored, which I literally was, um, find a new passion, maybe revisit something you did as a kid. I, I think that's a really great way to start or that thing that you've always wanted to do. Now you're an adult. You can, you can drive yourself. You can afford, afford your own lessons. You could go out there and really it's, it's whatever you want to do. And when I realized that myself, that's when immediately when I was like, I'm getting into something cool. I want to get into skating. I want to, I want to go after it because now I, I can, I'm independent nothing's stopping me now. So, um, so don't be afraid. Find that one thing maybe that you would really like to do. COVID's a perfect time to research because you're stuck inside. So research it, find out what you need to do and take those steps, even if it's a little bit scary or you might feel like you're the oldest person in the room or the youngest person in the room. Don't let it stop you. Um, just kind of go after it. And uh, you'll, believe me, you'll be like, so much happier that you did. I'm, I'm so much happier I found something else aside from work and Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. And, and what I'm taking away from, from your next step, which I think is so important, is this whole concept of like being okay with that initial discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. and, and being okay that you're a little bit afraid. Like that's normal. But it, that's almost like a signal that like it's important to you and, and your and your tendencies to go away. But if you head through it and you get past that, then you start to get comfortable and then you get you get all the benefits that uh, yeah. you know, that you talked about. It makes you so much more interesting too. believe me, if you're trying to build a good Instagram feed, find some other fun stuff to do aside from, you know, restaurants on the weekend and hanging out on the couch on on Sundays watching TV, I promise. You're looking to to build up a brand. You're looking to find things to talk about when networking um, or even when making new friends, finding new people in your life. Um, the best way to do it is sometimes just to go out and do the scary thing because that brings people together. It, it really does. You'll find people who are just like you going through it and nothing makes people feel better than to be able to like sympathize and, and really understand what each other are going through. So um, it's just a good way as an adult to, to make sure you're still making new connections and still experiencing new things that really only benefit you and your brand. Great. Well, how can our guests learn a little bit more about what you're working on or get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, I, I have an Instagram that's where I'm the most active. Um, there aren't hundreds of pictures on there, a lot of nature pictures because flowers are great and outside is great. Um, but I do post uh, a lot of my skating journey, um, a few a few things here and there. I also post some career stuff that happens, although COVID's been kind of keeping me low key. 
Um, but you can find me. It's just my name, Janine Grillo. Um, and feel free to follow me and, and stay in touch with my journey or message me for questions. I'm always happy to kind of mentor and give advice. All right. Thank you, Janine, for sharing your big lie with us. I can't wait to see what happens next. Cool. Thank you. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Do you like feeling stuck in your professional career or relationships? Do you like wasting time on top five lists or superficial advice? If there was a way to change your life without having to get anyone else's permission, would you take it? I'm happy to announce the launch of Unlock University or Unlock You. Join us as we unlock the 12 super personal skills that will immediately transform the way people respond to you. To learn more, go to www.connectioncounselor.com. See you in class. Thank you so much for listening to The Big Lie. We hope it has an amazing impact on your life. I only have one favor to ask. If you enjoy the show, please tell the one person you know who needs to hear about it and share the link. That's it. Together, we can vanquish these illusions that are holding us back.